Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Two of us, 
couldn't we invite Mr. Gary? Well, I... Oh, well, please don't bother. I'll, uh, I'll have a sandwich or something. Oh, we have such a big turkey. Please, Mother, please. Oh, did I ask all right, Miss Gary? Susie. Oh, you asked fine, Susan. Dinner the three, Mr. Gary. Yes, Mr. Shellhammer. You made sense for a Thanksgiving dinner, but I just had to tell you, your Santa Claus was stupendous. Well, thank you. Mr. Macy himself wants him to be our toy department Santa Claus. Well, fine. Can you hire him? I already have. Oh, he's a born salesman. I just feel it. Good. We'll talk about it in the morning. Thanks for calling, Mr. Shellhammer. Santa Claus. Morning. Now, before you go to the toy department, here's a list of toys that we we have to push. Huh? You know, things we're overstocked on. Oh. Now, you'll find that a great many children will be undecided as to what they want for Christmas. When that happens, you immediately suggest one of these items. <laughs> you understand? I certainly do. Fine. Now, take the list, and Alfred here will show you to your throne in the toy department. And don't forget... You're working for Macy's. Are you really Santa Claus? Why, of course I am. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? I want a fire engine with a real hose that squirts real hot water. And I won't do it in the house. I'll only do it in the backyard. I promise. And I promise you will get your fire engine. You see, Mama? I told you... Denied. The kid wants a fire engine, but there isn't one to be had anywhere in town. Macy's ain't got any, Gimbal's ain't got any, nobody's got any. My feet are killing me, and you say, okay, he gets the fire engine. Yeah, but you can get those fire engines at Schoenfeld. On Lexington Avenue, only 450. Wonderful, Bob. Schoenfeld? Hey, I don't get it. Oh, I follow the toy market very closely. Macy sending people to other stores? Are you kidding? Well, the one important thing is to make the children happy, isn't it? Whether Macy's or somebody else sells the toy, doesn't matter. Don't you feel that way? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Only I didn't know Macy's did. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, who's next, please? Right this way to see Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, little girl. You're next. Oh, but of course, little girl. You want some roller skates? Well, you shall have them, too. And he has some fine skates here at Macy's, haven't you, Santa Claus? Oh, they're good skates, all right, but, but, but not quite good enough. Now, I left some really wonderful roller skates at Gimbal's. I'm sure Gimbal's had just what this good little girl wants. Mr. Shellhammer? Are you Mr. Shellhammer? Gimbal's? Oh, that's just what he did say. Gimbal? Uh, the sales lady said I should speak to you. <laughs> I just want to congratulate you and Macy's on this wonderful new stunt you're pulling. Mom. Imagine a big outfit like Macy's putting the spirit of Christmas ahead of the commercial. Mom. Well, from now on, I'm going to be a regular Macy's cut. Mom. All right, Mortimer. We're going. Gimbal. There's a toy 
department over there, Mr. Gary. You certainly know all about the Macy store, don't you, Susan? Well, that's because my mother works here. But I still think it's silly bringing me here to see Santa Claus. Well, I just feel that when you've talked to him... Okay, Mr. Be... Gailing. I'm certainly willing to try. What a fine young lady. And what's your name, little girl? Susan Walker, what's yours? Mine? Chris Kringle. I'm Santa Claus. Hmm. Oh. Oh, you don't believe that, eh? Uh-uh. You see, my mother's Mrs. Walker. Oh, but I must say, you're the best-looking Santa Claus I've ever seen. Really? Your beard, oh. for instance. It doesn't have one of those things that goes over your ears. Well, that's just because it's real. Just like I'm really Santa Claus. Now, go ahead. Go on. Pull it. Real. Yeah. And now, what would you like me to bring you for Christmas? Nothing, thank you. Whatever I want, my mother will get. If it's sensible and doesn't cost too much, that's oh. quite right. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, hello, Mother. Mrs. Walker. Hello, Mr. Gailing. The explanation for all this is very simple. Your maid's mother sprained her ankle. She had to go home, so she asked me to bring Susie down to you. As long as we were here, I figured we might as well say hello to Santa Claus. He has real whiskers, Mother. Susan, would you mind standing over there a minute? If you want me to. I, uh, shouldn't have brought Susie to see Santa, eh? Now you're making me feel completely heartless. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't you see I tell Susan that Santa Claus is a fable, and you show her a very convincing old man with real whiskers. Whom is she to believe? Yeah, that's right. When Susan was a baby, her father and I were divorced. Ever since then, I've protected my child by teaching her reality. If you don't believe in fairy tales and fantasy, you can never be hurt or disillusioned. We were talking about Susie, Mrs. Walker. And I must ask you to let me raise her as I see fit. All right, dear, the store's going to close soon. We'll run along to my office. Alfred said you wanted to see me, Mrs. Walker. Oh, oh yes, come in. I, um, I'd be grateful if you'll please tell Susan you're not really Santa Claus. Huh? That there actually is no such person. Oh, but Mrs. Walker, not only is there such a person, but here I am to prove it. No, no, you misunderstand. I want you to tell her the truth. Now, what's your real name? Chris Kringle. And I always tell the truth. Susie, I'll bet you're in the first grade. Second grade? I mean, your real name. Well, that is my real name. My goodness, Susie, second grade? Very well. I have your employment card right here. I'll look it up on that. That's a very cute dress, Susie. It's for Macy's. We get 10% off. Oh. So you always tell the truth, do you? Look at your employment card. Yes. Name, Chris Kringle. Address, Brooks Memorial Home, Great Neck, Long Island. You will call the home if you can get to confirm that, Mrs. Walker. It's a home for elderly gentlemen. Would you also like for me to confirm this? What's that? Date of birth. As old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. <laughs> Place of birth. North Pole. Now, really. Why, I believe you doubt me, Mrs. Walker. And this tops everything. Next of kin. Oh, that. Dasher, dancer, prancer, and victim. <laughs> I'm sorry to have to do this, Mr. Uh... Crinkle? But the, um, the Santa Claus we had two years ago is back in town, and I feel that we owe it to him to give him... Have I done something wrong? Oh, no. No, it's just that... Excuse me. Hello? Yeah, this is Mr. Shellham, Mrs. Walker. Draw up whatever you're doing. Mr. Macy wants to see us immediately. I'll be right up. I'm afraid I'll have to be very abrupt with you. I have to see Mr. Macy. You'll be paid for the full week, Mr. Kringle. I'll send you a check to that address. 
My personal habits are no concern of yours. What hand am I holding up? Right hand. How many fingers do you see? Three. Oh, dear, and you bite your nails, too. Stand up. Feet together, arms extended. Muscular coordination test? Oh, I've taken dozens of those tests. Mr. Sawyer, are you happy at home? That will be all, Mr. Kringle. The examination is over. Thank you. And it may interest you to know that I have been happily married for 22 years. Very happily married. Delighted to hear it. Goodbye, Mr. Sawyer. Miss Prong. Yes, sir? Get Mrs. Walker on the phone. Yes, sir. But your wife, Mr. Sawyer, she's called four times already. Tell my big fat wife to shut up and mind her own business. Here's Mrs. Walker, sir. Hello? I was just going to call you, Mr. Sawyer. There's a Dr. Pierce stopping by this afternoon at three. Who is Dr. Pierce? He's a physician at the Brook home. I thought we might discuss Mr. Kringle's case with him. There's hardly any point in discussing it, Mrs. Walker. Obviously, the old man should be discharged. should be dismissed immediately and sent to a mental institution. Oh, now, just a moment, Mr. Sawyer. But he's deluded, saying that he's Santa Claus. It's a delusion for good. I've found he only wants to be friendly and helpful. His whole manner suggests aggressiveness. Look at the way he carries that cane. Mrs. Walker, naturally, I can't discharge that loony, so when he exhibits his maniacal tendencies, please realize the responsibility is completely yours. Well... I'm right back where I started. Oh, uh, Mrs. Walker, I assure you Chris Kringle has no maniacal tendency. But if there's the slightest possibility of causing any trouble, I... What trouble? All we need is for a policeman to ask his name. He says, Chris Kringle, and clang, clang, Macy's Santa Claus ends up in the psychopathic ward. Well, you can prevent that very simply. There must be someone here at the store who could rent him a room, then they could both come to work together. I just assume he avoided that long train ride to Long Island anyway. You mean sort of take custody of him? Do you think Mr. Kringle would agree to that? Well, I'm sure he'll agree. Well, in that case... Now, let's see. Who do I know who could rent him a room? I'm glad you're going to have dinner with us, Mr. Kringle. Oh, thank you, Susie. I'm also very glad you're going to live next door with Mr. Gailey. Why? Because you're nice to talk to. <laughs> what a fine young man that Mr. Gailey is. Now, just think. Allowing me to share his apartment. Me, a mere stranger. He did it because Mother hinted to him. Well, anyway, I'm very grateful. Shall I tell you what I did in school today? Oh, by all means. Any games? Yes, and a very silly game, too. They played zoo, and each child was supposed to be an animal. But Susie, they were just pretending. That's what makes the game so silly. Of course, in order to play games, you need imagination. Well, that's when you see things, but they're not really there. Well, yeah. Yes, but to me, you know, imagination is a place all by itself. Now, you've heard of the French nation and the British nation. Well, this is the imagination. Very interesting place, too. Yeah, how, how would you like to be able to make snowballs in summertime, eh? Or to be the Statue of Liberty in the morning... And in the afternoon, fly south of the flock of geese. I'm quite sure I'd like it, but... Oh, it's very simple. Anyway, the next time they play zoo, you can be a monkey. But I don't know how to be a monkey. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. First, you bend over a little, like uh, like this, see? Now let your arms hang loose, 
see, like this. Like this? Yeah, that's fine. Fine. Now put your hand over here and start scratching, see? see? <laughs> oh, that's, that's excellent, Susie. Yes, that's as fine a bit of scratching as I've ever seen. <laughs> now, now, Susie, now start chattering. Chattering? Mm-hmm. That's it, listen. See? That's it. And keep scratching, see? Now then, we'll do it together, eh? Come on. Chatter and scratch and scratch and chatter. Yeah, that's fine, Susan. You're doing beautifully. Shaking hands. Shaking hands. R.H. Macy and, and Gimble? 
Well, well, yes. Yes. Yeah, well, why not? With Santa Claus. Oh, it's a great idea, Mrs. Walker. Macy and Gimble shaking hands. No, 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 no. That's, that's enough pictures, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Mr. Gimble. Come on, R.H. Now we'll go over to my store and get some really good pictures. <laughs> I have something here for Santa Claus. Huh? Uh, here you are, Mr. Kringle, a check in appreciation of all you've done. Mr. Macy, that's most kind of you. I didn't think you were that generous, R.H. <laughs> that's quite a check. What are you going to do with Mr. Kringle? Well, I have a friend, a Dr. Pierce. He needs a new x-ray machine. Now buy the machine through the store, 10% discount. Nonsense! Come over to Gimble. We'll furnish it at cost. Keep it up, gentlemen, keep it up. <laughs> At this rate, my friend will have a whole new hospital. <laughs> How did the pictures turn out, Mr. Kringle? Oh, fine, Alfred. Fine. How about a game of checkers during lunch hour? Well, not today, Chris. I, uh, I don't feel so good. Huh? What's the matter, Alfred? Oh, nothing much. You remember I was telling you how I like to play Santa Claus over at the Y and give out packages to the kids? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was telling Mr. Sawyer about it, and he says that's very bad. What? That uh, psychologically, it's all wrong. Wrong? To be nice to children? Well, he says guys who play Santa Claus do it because when they was young, they must have done something bad. Oh. And now they do something they think is good to make up for it, see? It's what he calls a, a guilt complex. Uh, Alfred, what else have you found wrong with you? Oh, nothing much. Just that I hate my father. Oh? I didn't know it, but he says I do. Excuse me. Well, hey, ain't you going to have lunch? Later. Right now, I have an appointment with Mr... Oh, yeah. What do you mean, breaking into my office like this? Are you a licensed psychiatrist? What business is it of yours? I have a great respect for psychiatry and great contempt for meddling amateurs who go around practicing it. You shut up. You ought to be horsewhipped. Taking a boy like Alfred and filling him up with complexes and phobias until... I think I am better equipped to judge that than you. Just because Alfred wants to be kind to children, you tell him he has a guilt complex. <laughs> Having the same delusion, you couldn't possibly understand. Oh. And don't you wave that cane at me. Either you stop analyzing Alfred and I'll go straight to Mr. Macy and tell him what a contemptible fraud you are. You get out of here. Get out before I have you thrown out. There's only one way to handle a man like you. Well... Maybe this will knock some sense into you. Oh, 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 my head, my head. Oh, hey, Mr. Sawyer. Miss Prong. Miss Prong, get me the police. Get me Mrs. Walker. Get me the psychopathic ward at Bellevue Hospital. Hello, Chris. Hello, Fred. Chris, I've been speaking to the doctors here in the hospital. They said they've given you some tests. Oh, yes. Same old tests. Except this time, you failed to pass them. Now, Chris, you failed deliberately. Why? Because I had great hopes, Fred. I had a feeling that... <sighs> Mrs. Walker was beginning to believe in me, and now... Now I discover she was only humoring me all the time. But this wasn't Dora's idea at all. Mr. Sawyer had you sent here before she even knew about it. Why didn't she come to me, explain things? Well, because she 
didn't want to hurt you. No, but it's not just Mrs. Walker. Take Mr. Sawyer. Contemptible, dishonest, deceitful. It's normal, I don't want it. But you just can't think of yourself. What happened to you matters to a lot of other people. People like me who believe in what you stand for. And people like, well, like Susie. We're just beginning. Chris, you're letting us down. Huh? Well, maybe you're right. Of course you're right. I ought to be ashamed of myself. Let's get out of here. Now, wait a minute. You flunked your mental examination, but good. Oh, yes, so I did. Well, you're a lawyer. You fix it. Hey, hey, now, look. I won't let you down, and you won't let me down. Now, Chris, take it easy. Look, uh, there'll have to be a hearing. If you're going to be committed, it's got to be before a judge. Well? Well, if I can do anything at all, it'll have to be in that courtroom. Sit tight, Chris. I'll get an idea. <laughs> I'll have to. I certainly did, Mr. Sawyer. I brought my family to the toy department to see our Santa Claus. And our Santa Claus isn't there. He's in Bellevue. Yes. Yes, he is, Mr. Mason. Because he's a lunatic. Yes, sir. Lunatic. Lunatic, my foot. Now, you listen to me, Sawyer. You get that case dropped right away, or you'll have another lump to match the one he gave you. But it's out of my hands. Mr. Kringle goes to court in the morning. All right. Just see that he's back in the toy department by afternoon. Now, get out of here. Uh, now, Mr. Kringle, 
Do you believe that you are Santa Claus? Oh, of course I do. That's all, Your Honor. The state rests this case. Well, Mr. Gilly? Uh, Your Honor, Mr. Merrick contends my client is not sane because he believes he is Santa Claus. An entirely logical conclusion. Anyone who thinks he's Santa Claus is crazy. Your Honor, you believe yourself to be Judge Harper, yet no one questions your sanity because you are Judge Harper, do they? Mr. Kringle is the subject of this sanity hearing, not I. <laughs> well, Your Honor, I intend to prove that Mr. Santa Claus... Mr. Mara, I thought you said this was a cut-and-dried sanity hearing. Well, I thought it was, Your Honor. Uh, in view of Mr. G... I'll have to retire back to join... To... Eating my dinner. Who's been subpoenaed? Well, how do you think I feel about it? Yes, I'll see you tomorrow. Who is that, dear? R. H. Macy has been subpoenaed. Oh, ma. They make me look like a sadistic monster who likes nothing better than to drown pussy cats and tear wings off of butterflies. Quiet, dear. Tommy's still awake. Oh, oh yes. yes. It would break his heart if he knew what he's doing. I'm doing my job as assistant district attorney. Well, I'm not so sure, but that I agree with him. Mr. Kringle looks like a very nice old man, and I don't persecute him. I am not persecuting him. I'm prosecuting him, dear. <laughs> I like you, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know something, Thomas? Sometimes I wish I'd married a well, plumber. Well, if I lose this case very much, R.H. Macy, huh? I wonder what he's going to pull tomorrow. Now then, Missy, if you're a defendant, please tell us who he is. Chris Kringle, of course. Do you believe him to be of sound mind? Sound mind? <laughs> Wish I had a dozen like him. Mr. Macy, you are under oath. Do you believe that man Santa Claus? That's rather a delicate... Careful, R.H. Just think of those headlines tomorrow. Macy admits his Santa is a fraud. You keep out of this, Kimball. I beg your pardon. What did you say? I heard all nothing. Nothing, Mr. Martin. <laughs> well, I wish you would. Now, and Santa Claus. Yes. In my opinion, he most certainly is. Your Honor, Your Honor, there is no such person as everybody. And you prove there isn't any. Your Honor, the prosecution requests an immediate ruling from this court. Is there or is there not a Santa Claus? No. Now, the court will take a... Hello, Henry. Why, Charlie, who doing here? Canton Olders. And if you ask for needed like you do now. This Kringle case? Well, I certainly don't see what they're making such a fuss about. Henry, that's Santa Claus you got on for this dynamite, and you're coming up for re-election soon. Charlie, you know what happened last night? Martha brought the grandchildren. They, they wouldn't kiss Grandpa. <laughs> they wouldn't even talk to me. See what I mean? If you rule there is no Santa Claus, you better start looking for that chicken farm right now. I'm a responsible judge. How can I seriously rule that there is a Santa Claus? Because happens if you... This radar button, they don't hang up their toys. Supposed to be in those stockings. Smize them. The toy manufacturers have to lay off them. By now, you've got the AFL and the CO against you. And they're going to say it with votes, see? Oh, and the department stores are going to love you, too. Yes, sir, Henry. And what about the Salvation Army? 
They got a Santa Claus on every street corner, and they're taking a lot of money to help the poor. But you go ahead, Henry. You go in there and rule that there isn't any Santa Claus. But if you do, you can count on getting just two votes. Your own and that district attorney's out there. <laughs> One vote, Charlie. He, he's a Republican. <laughs> Santa Claus seems to be largely a matter of opinion. The tradition of American justice demands a broad and unprejudiced view of such a controversial matter. But you're right. This court, therefore, intends to keep its mind open. We shall ask for evidence on either side. But you're under the burden of proof. Clearly rests with my opponent here. Can he produce any evidence to support his view? If you're honor, please, I can. Will Thomas Mara please take the stand? Who? Me? No, no. Thomas Mara, Jr. I believe he and his mother are both in court today. Hi, Papa. Hi. <laughs> Tommy, do you believe in Santa Claus? I sure do. Gosh, he gave me a brand new sled last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Tommy, what does Santa Claus look like? Well, there he is, sitting right over there. You're right Tell me, Tommy, why are you so sure that it's Santa Claus? Because my papa told me so. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Tommy. You... Thank you, Papa. Uh, yes, you certainly will. <laughs> You're a runner. Don't forget, Santa Claus. Uh, this year I want a football helmet. Don't worry, Tommy. You'll get it. Mr. Kringle, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, sir. Your Honor, the state of New York concedes the existence of a Santa Claus, but in so conceding, we demand that Mr. Gailey stop presenting personal opinion as evidence. I insist he submit authoritative proof that Mr. Kringle here is the one and only Santa Claus. Now, Mr. Gailey, are you prepared to show that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus on the basis of unprejudiced authority? Well, uh, no, uh, not now. I need a little time. Oh, why not now? Uh, tomorrow, Your Honor. Very well. Courts adjourn till tomorrow morning. Oh, brother. Now, come on, Susan, dear. Finish your supper. But I can't, Mother. All these things you're saying in the newspapers about Mr. Kringle and Mr. Gailey. They're having this trial because he says he's Santa Claus. He's so kind and nice and jolly. He's not like anyone else I know. He must be Santa. You know something? I think perhaps you're right. Is Mr. Kringle sad now, Mother? I'm afraid he must be. Then I'll write him a letter. Maybe that'll make him feel better. Maybe that'll cheer him up a little bit. Oh, Postman. Postman? Uh, yeah, lady? Would you mind taking this letter? Oh, sure, lady. We're going straight down to the post office now. Okay, Louie, take it away. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, what do you know, Louie? Another letter for Santa Claus. Hey, here's a new one. Instead of North Pole, this kid's got it addressed to Chris Kringle, New York County Courthouse. Well, the kid's right. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. They got him on trial down there. <laughs> he claims he's Santa Claus, and the DA claims he's nuts. Hey, hey, I got an idea. How many Santa Claus letters we got down there in a dead letter office? Who knows? Maybe 50,000 bags and bags all over the joint. You mean... What's Frankie? Why not? 
Wouldn't it be nice to get rid of them all? Boy, oh boy, look, Louie. As soon as we get to the post office, we go see the supervisor. Hey, you know something? I thought we both get promoted. And since the defense has been unable to submit one shred of proof that Chris Kringle is the one and only Santa Claus, and since tonight is Christmas Eve, I ask, Your Honor, that this hearing be terminated without further delay. I protest. I do have evidence. Five minutes ago, you said you didn't. During Mr. Mara's oration, the bailiff handed my client the evidence I refer to. What evidence? This is letter, Your Honor. Oh, yes, Mr. Kringle? It's from Susan Walker. She believes in me. This letter means more to me than anything in the world. That letter was delivered by the United States Post Office, an official agency of the federal government. The Post Office Department is one of the largest business concerns in the world. Last year, it did a gross volume of over $1 billion. And this year... Your Honor, I'm sure we're all gratified that the Post Office is getting along so well. But what bearing has it got to do on the sanity of that man? My point is that the Post Office Department is a model of efficiency. Furthermore, the laws of this country make it a criminal offense to willfully misdirect mail or intentionally deliver it to the wrong party. The state of New York is second to none in its admiration of the post office department. We are very happy to concede Mr. Gailey's claim. For the record, Mr. Marrow. For the record, anything to get on with this case. Thank you. Your Honor, that letter just received by Mr. Kringle is positive proof that a company... Your Honor, one letter is hardly positive. I have further exhibits, Your Honor, but I hesitate to produce them. Come, Mr. Gailey, put them here on my desk. But Your Honor... My desk, put them on my desk. All right, boys, bring them in. Your Honor... Your Honor, what is this? Empty those mail sacks on Judge Harper's desk. Yeah, but, but we got six truckloads out there. Bring them in, it'll be fine for contempt of court. No, no, just a second. Oh, we'll do it, we'll do it, Your Honor, through rain, through sleet, through courtrooms, anything. We go over. Daily. Your Honor, every one of those letters in every one of those mail sacks is addressed to Santa Claus. The post office has delivered them here. Therefore, the post office department recognizes Chris Kringle to be the one and only Santa Claus. Since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. Chase this man. Well, for heaven's sake, get this mail out of my courtroom. Susie, I tried my best. You couldn't get it because you're not Santa Claus. Oh, Susan, 
Just a nice old man, like Mother said. But I was wrong when I told you that. You must believe in Mr. Kringle and keep right on doing it. You must have faith in him. That doesn't make sense, Mother. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. But, Mother, you always said... Susan, just because things don't turn out the way you want them to the first time, you've still got to believe in people. I found... Hello, Doris. Fred. Mr. Gailey. Merry Christmas, Susie. Gosh, you just go here and we're just ready to leave. Oh, I've been here. And if you're ready to leave, I'll drive you home. So before you go, here. Here's a map I've made for you. You will miss a lot of traffic. About four miles south, you will see Ashley Avenue. That's the street you want. Ashley Avenue. Thanks, Chris. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Fred. And to you, my dear. And to you, Susie. Mr. Kringle, I do believe. I do. It's silly, I suppose, but I do. The map Chris gave us definitely says Ashley Avenue. We've been on Ashley Avenue now for... Stop the car! Stop the car, please! Susie, what is it, darling? What's the matter? There it is! The house! The house! Susie! What in the world? She's running into that house. At least there's no one home. It's brand new. It's just been built. Oh, for sale. It's... For sale? What on earth is that child up to? Judge, 
Eddie Longpady, Harry Shearer, Mary Jane Croft, Joe Forte, Ed Carsha, Shep Mankin, Howard McNair, Sam Edwards, Herb Migran, and Eddie Marr. Original story by Valentine Davies. A radio play.